Now, young man, what do you want to do with your life? Uh, actually, Matt, I kind of want to be a writer. Well, Lottie frickin' God! We got ourselves a writer here! Hey, Dad, I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Huh? Well, actually, Matt, uh, Ellen and I have encouraged Brian in his writing. Dad, I wish you could just shut your big yapper! <laughs> now, I wonder, Brian, from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. <laughs> you're gonna be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. Wow. Back when SNL did comedy. <laughs> Wait a second. They didn't criticize the president once in that skit. I know. Stupid idiots. <laughs> I didn't even know who the president was during that time. That's that was about the, human foibles. That's the famous one where David Spade loses it and can't keep his composure. How could you not? I know. How can you sit there in front of that? Well, Lottie freaking die. <laughs> the late, great Chris Farley. Don't do, do anyway, drugs, kids. So why are we bringing this up? More Americans would allegedly consider living out of a van to save money and pay off debt, according to a new survey. Uh, what, what now? How many? Half of Americans would consider living in vans full or part-dime, a uh, new survey suggests, to try to get back on their feet financially. I've never contemplated living in a van. Down I by the to... river. Right. Well, it's I love property by rivers. Wait, was this, was this, wait a second. I didn't go to the end. Is the study done by Econoline or anything like that? <laughs> I, I actually didn't double-check that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Normally I do. I didn't check that. Custom time. Vans of Los Angeles did a survey. <laughs> Brought to you by Van Shower. <laughs> Installing showers and vans since 1993. Uh, you know, I got I don't know why I do this. This is weird. Because um, uh, I, I like the RV lifestyle and that sort of stuff. But one, one of the biggest things with the RV lifestyle I've mentioned before is having your uh, portable toilet. I just love having a toilet with me everywhere oh. I go. Man, it's more important now than ever because there are no. Because your age, you mean? Or? No, because there, <laughs> no, there are no public restrooms anymore. If you oh, need right. one, you're just out of luck. The age of it. Yeah. In the age of COVID and the homelessness thing. Ever since that Starbucks thing, with the, a lot of places just didn't have bathrooms. Because you're worried if you tell some bum that they can't use the bathroom, they're going to claim you did it because they're gay or uh, black or, or Hispanic or, whatever. or, or right, whatever. And so people just got rid of the bathrooms. Then COVID hit. Now there are really no bathrooms. But anyway, if I drive by an RV, I always check, see, has that got a bathroom in it? I'm looking for the spout on the side. Yeah, okay, that one's got a bathroom. Wow. That's probably a nice one. Yeah, yeah that's probably a good one. I, I can drive. I can see myself driving. Yeah, but they got the... Uh... Three-quarter size seat in that one. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Van life has allegedly become more appealing to Americans during the COVID pandemic, with 52% of Americans considering living full or part-time in RVs or camper vans outfitted with amenities like beds, stoves, storage units, bathroom, Wi-Fi, you know, all the stuff you need to, to, to have your life. Yeah. I don't hate that idea. I, I haven't really considered living entirely in an well, RV. With an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, I'm not. But if, oh, I, no. if, I, if I was uh, the, uh, alone, I could see doing that. just out of college. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. Just park in the Walmart parking lot every night. And wherever you want to park. Burn your doobies! <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that whole sketch. That's that's uh, surprising. I don't know if we'll actually see this happening. I I, well, it's going to get kind of clogged down by the river. It's already clogged with tents and poo and needles. Yeah, we're going to have a black water problem. Yeah. Surplus of black water. No problem. Who's our guest no, no we kidding. got coming up? Jack, uh, Harmeet K. Dillon, we've uh, spoken with her before more than once. 
co-chair of the Republican National Lawyers Association, RNC committee woman for California. Long story short is the Secretary of State of California is threatening to prosecute the Republican Party for having drop-off boxes for ballots. The only state of the union where vote harvesting is legal. I believe that's true. Uh, the Republicans are trying to do that, and they're being threatened by the utterly partisan hack who is the Secretary of State. I will say no more because we're going to talk about that during the next segment. So Hunter Biden emails, uh, you know, so you had two days of them. Today's the third day of them being revealed by the New York Post. And Rudy Giuliani and uh, Steve Bannon have suggested that, you know, this is going to be a drip, 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 damaging stuff. Really, you know, take a, the, the, the steam out of Joe Biden. This could be the October surprise that changes the election. Well, yes. day one was pretty good. With the Ukraine stuff, I mean, I think that's a serious, serious problem that should be looked at. They should have asked Joe Biden a question about it last night, but mm-hmm. they did not. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, then the China stuff yesterday was pretty good. Today, Which I say is more significant. Today is mostly personal gossip. And, man, if you got some, you got even better stuff, you might want to get it out soon as there are millions of people to vote. Something like 15% of the total vote of 2016 is already voted. Right. So you might want to get the big stuff out if you're holding on to the stuff that's really going to damage Joe Biden. I'd go ahead and get that out now. Well, I would say it's out there already. It's the China stuff, in my opinion. But uh, politics has to be simplified to the point of being oversimplified. We all know that to get the voters' attention. You've got to say Joe Biden is not only soft on the communist Chinese, he was helping his son profit from those evildoers. He is in bed with China. Hammer it over and over and over again. Not this. Oh, just, Stop the hammering. The Republican Party's ability to mess up their messaging never fails to amaze me. But have you seen the alleged email where Hunter Biden uh, references Grandpa taking half your money, taking half my money? No. Yeah. Well, I'll have to do that later because that Tucker was really making a big deal out of that last night. What's he, that? He, Tucker Carlson on Fox, which I, I mentioned mostly because it is the most watched. Uh, cable news show in America, Um, he believes Joe Biden personally profiting off of this for years, this sort of thing. Um, That's that's the narrative he's pushing. That's incredibly easy to believe for me. The uh, ability to launder money, which I realize is a prejudicial term, but the ability to launder money between members of a single family. You go to the Ozarks, you get a casino. It's easy. It's its practically uh, unending. It's effortless. So the Republicans in California are fighting back against Xavier Becerra, the Secretary of State, who I believe is wildly, illegally out of line and actively engaged in vote suppression, which the left is supposed to hate. Uh, we will appeal to one of the attorneys fighting this battle next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, I got a little more on the Hunter Biden email stuff from, uh, really, it's from yesterday. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm disappointed in the stuff that New York Post put out today. We can explain that later. So stay tuned for that. A great deal to talk about today. Good stuff to come, uh, including an obsessive reporter leaving a threatening voicemail that you will remember for the rest of your days. <clears throat> Certainly the rest of this day. First of all, though, uh, a lot of us have followed the story. If you haven't, I'll give you the brief outline. 
In uh, the state of California, the Republican Party has established some drop boxes at churches and businesses um, where you can drop off your ballot, and then they will turn it in for you. California, one of the few places in in the world, really, that are non-banana republics, where you can do what's called vote harvesting. You can send volunteers around to an apartment complex, for instance, to say, hey, you got a ballot? I'll turn it in for you. And in my opinion, that can lead to all sorts of potential hankiness, but the Republican Party decided, why don't we just have drop boxes where people can drop off their ballots? Well, the Democratic uh, Secretary of State, uh, Alex Padilla, and the Attorney General, Xavier Becerra, accused the uh, Republican Party of misleading voters and or violating state law. Quote, the unofficial unauthorized drop boxes in question violate state law and jeopardize the security of voters' ballots. These other unauthorized drop boxes are a disservice, et cetera, et cetera. So suggesting they violated state law. Well, Harmeet K. Dillon is the co-chair of the Republican National Lawyers Association, RNC Committee Woman for California. And I think she probably differs. Harmeet, how are you? I'm good. Happy to be here today. Thank you. Excellent. So why are the mean, nasty Republicans violating state law? Well, the short answer is that we aren't. And when you break down the voter suppression arguments that our secretary of state and attorney general are making, you see how ridiculous they are. So since 2016, they're okay with SEIU and other union paid staffers going door to door, even during a pandemic and gathering ballots from random strangers and then throwing those ballots in the back of their dirty Priuses, and then keeping them until they return them to the registrar of voters. But they're not okay with Republicans putting locked boxes with with mail slots in them in trusted places like churches, like gun stores, like Republican Party headquarters, indoors, and having our volunteers return those ballots every three days as required by law. So that's clearly ridiculous. And you would also have to believe that Republicans are gathering ballots from people in churches and gun stores and Republican Party headquarters. And then what? Not turning them in? It's it's a ridiculous proposition on its face. Well, so uh, let me understand it. What laws are uh, the Secretary of State and Attorney General accusing y'all of violating? I don't even get it. Yeah, so they're not very good lawyers or good at reading because the there is a regulation that governs how registrars of voters are supposed to handle ballots. And there's a description of their boxes and what they're supposed to do with them. But we're not the registrar of voters. We are citizens. We are persons gathering ballots under a law we don't even agree with. We don't agree with this law. We don't agree that people should be able to go and collect ballots. We think that that's for the state. But liberals have enabled this because that's how they want to win elections, by gathering ballots from strangers and turning them in and having people knock on your door until you say, okay, here's my ballot. We don't really like this, but... Well, no, because it is a six-lane superhighway to vote fraud. The number of ballots that will be thrown away, signed, uh, I'll fill in the rest for you. The rest of it is just incredibly easy to commit crimes. It's terrible, and and I even went to court earlier this year on behalf of the party in April when you couldn't visit your mom or your grandmother 
okay? You couldn't go make plans for Mother's Day to visit your family. But liberals said, the Democrats in the state said it was okay for people to go door to door and collect your ballot in a special election. Remember, there was a special election at that time. And then the attorney general and secretary of state clarified and said, you know what? Yes, we're fine with that because voting is really important. Well, why are they trying to suppress the votes of of Republicans right now? There is nothing in the state law. And we have very good lawyers. There's nothing in the state law that prevents us from doing what we're doing. And what we're doing is more secure because we're keeping the ballots in locked boxes and somebody responsible is going to turn them in within 72 hours. That's required by law. So with all of this overheated rhetoric and they're trying to intimidate people, their thugs have come and interrogated our Republican Party workers, young paid staffers, and try to intimidate them, tell them they're going to go to jail. Um, wow. They're trying to suppress the vote. They're trying to intimidate Republicans from doing what Democrats are allowed to do in the state. That's disgusting. Harmeet K. Dillon is a co-chair of the Republican National Lawyers Association, RNC committee woman from California. You're going to win this one open and shut. Please do humiliate them for us. <laughs> That's and, the plan. Thank and and you. thank you for, for being on. So just to review now, an Antifa member knocks on my apartment door in the middle of the night. I can hand my ballot to them, but a drop box at my church is illegal. Okay, Javier Becerra, Alex Padilla, you are not only liars and hypocrites, you're probably criminals and you disgust me. Please go to hell. Go to hell. Just in general, away from this a little bit, this national movement, and I think it's you know partially a movement because the press is all in favor of of all of it. But um, this this movement toward all kinds of different uh, different and new ways to vote. It's interesting that we're we're moving away from something, you know, the show up in person thing that mm-hmm. has like one to two percent of votes get thrown out. Mm-hmm. Every other thing we're moving toward has many multiples of that. Ten that, times as many. That or votes more. don't get counted, and it just yeah. seems weird. Usually you don't replace something that's working really well with something that works not as well. Right. You know, it's an excellent point in on two, you know, on two sides of it. Number one, vote security. There's nothing better than you show up with an ID, in my world, um, to prove you are who you are. Because I've heard from, you know, vote fraud specialists who tell you exactly how they uh, vote in other people's names all the time when you don't have to show an ID. But anyway, uh, there's nothing more secure than showing up and saying, hi, I'm Joe Getty. I want to vote. I live at 123 Main Street. Uh, So we're taking a huge step backward in security against fraud. And the second thing is you point out, I mean, one, two percent of personal in-person votes get thrown out and it's 20 to 30 percent of mail-in absentee votes. So we're I mean, that's an enormous gulf. What, what's the possible justification for that? I don't know. Well, we want it so easy well, it, that anybody yeah. who can fog a mirror can vote. Yeah, that that's it. No matter yeah. how stupid, unable to follow instructions you are, lazy, would just we want your freaking ballot. Yeah, well, a lot of people, they they, they I, I used to believe that when I was younger, too. The whole rock the vote, everybody's got to, got to get figure out a way to get everybody to vote. No, that's a terrible idea. That's yeah, awful. <laughs> I don't want everybody to vote. I like the fact that there's some some level of have your act together. To voting. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Right. And it's a pretty low bar. Yeah. Can you imagine? You're going to throw a party and you say, honey, here's what I want to make you. Here's your job. Make sure everybody we've ever met shows up at this party. 
no matter how nice they are or rotten or or you know the military ran into this with the draft they had lots and lots of people who didn't want to be there in fact they hated being there and it, it hurt discipline the rest of it your company you have no screening you just take every air sucking homo sapien who walks through the door how's that going to end up but with voting it's a good and beautiful thing because everybody deserves a voice no matter how ignorant they are that's no way to run a country that makes me sound elitist well fine this is a troubling story joe do we have time for a troubling story i think i do we always one minute a 27 year old kindergarten teacher recently out to dinner celebrating her birthday with friends two moms from her school and their kids were also there sitting right next to her oh boy and saw her drinking and occasionally cursing and the moms were uh very unhappy with it the drinking nunya uh the cursing there's a lot of kinds of cursing is it like grade A, you blankety blanking mother bleeper? I'll blank you in the blank as soon as you mother blankers can blank. Or was it? Uh, <laughs> that's damn funny. There is a difference because your kindergarten kid wouldn't even notice the drinking. They're just they, no. they would notice it's a different beverage. No. They would have no. no idea the cursing. They would notice. I would think most kindergarten teachers, if they noticed some of their students were, or any children really. Or nearby, they wouldn't curse. Uh, no, they would say, oh, God, oh, no. And then they would mind their P's and Q's. She's not Hunter Biden out of control. We right? have some of that for you coming up. The maniac. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm convinced from the Hunter Biden emails coming out of the New York Post that Hunter Biden should not be president. I am not convinced yet. Excellent analysis. I'm not convinced yet that Joe Biden is um, uh, you know, guilty of anything, but I do think it's a real story, and they should have asked him last night about it. But there's one particular text uh, that, that, that maybe you haven't heard about yet. I'd like to hear that one explained. Um, that's coming up in just a moment. Indeed. I'd like to thank alert listener Gary for alerting us to this story out of Anchorage, Alaska. Awesome. Unfortunately, though we have many tentacles, keeping track of the uh, the the craziness, the scandals, the big news stories of you know every city in America is a bit beyond our capability. So we depend on y'all to be our eyes and ears. Uh, you can email uh, what you see at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. There is a news anchorette. Well, a reporter, I guess. She looks exactly like you'd think she does. Dark-haired and gorgeous. Appears to be maybe 30. Maria Athens, who's uh, who works for uh, one of your news stations in Anchorage. And she apparently had a love thing with the mayor, one Ethan Berkowitz. Oh, yeah, I've heard this story, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and it's no longer ongoing, and she's taken it rather poorly, which happens sometimes. He dumped her, she dumped him. So. Well, it doesn't sound like she dumped him. And she has let her dislike of him leach into her reporting somewhat. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, 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 she's covering the mayor, so I get it, yeah. Uh, uh, right, exactly. Um, and, and there are a fair number of examples of that, but I don't want to bury the lead, which is that... She, a woman scorned, has has more or less lost her marbles and left the following message on the mayor's answering machine. Ethan, it's Maria Athens from Fox ABC CW News at National Alaska. Uh, I just learned through my uh, 
Emmy award-winning journalism, you're also a pedophile in, like, little girls and children. And there's a website. I'm so f***ing exposing you. I'm going to get an Emmy. So you either turn yourself in, kill yourself, or do what you need to do. I will personally kill you and Mara Kimmel, my self, you Jewish piece of living You have met your match, mother You have met your <laughs> match. I can't believe I am such a good person and thought I loved you. I hate, I don't even hate you. I will pray for your Zionist ass, you piece of loser. And I'm putting this on the news tonight. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother <laughs> oh, oh, so my. could we get back together if <laughs> you know, I've thought about what drove us apart and I'm you see, this is why a, things like this. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is the best you example see, ever. Of, yes, uh, we've used this many times over the years of you were thinking maybe it was a bad idea. You break up with them, then they do something crazy and you think I obviously made the right decision because anybody who would act like this. Um, you don't want to be in a relationship right. with. I mean, this is the best example ever. Well, you're and, insane. And, and sweetheart, you're you're a little hot tempered. <laughs> hot tempered? I'll slit your belly open, shove an alligator up your butt, and put a bug <laughs> your eyes so you can watch me stick a hot butt. <laughs> okay. All right. We get the idea. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> The, uh, oh God! That's the best. You know, the, the, one of the uh, one of the great things about the internet and the modern age is those things got lost to history back in the day. People have been saying those sorts of things forever. Yes, when they're when they're upset in a relationship. Yes, but it's now unfortunate. they're preserved for all of us to enjoy. The mayor's office has put out a <laughs> statement, Jack. The slanderous allegations from your Alaska Link reporter Maria Athens. Uh, among those allegations, I believe were. Pedophilia. There was a fair amount of anti-Semitism. Oh, that's right. She she, she opened with a pretty heinous charge there, but then she got into the really weird stuff and was going to murder both the mayor and his wife, I believe. So, kill yourself, or what was his other option? Turn um, yourself in. Oh, turn, turn yourself, yourself in, or kill yourself. Yeah, I'm going to get an Emmy. You blanker, blanker. And then there was a, a, a woman a, who was a named Jew bomb on him for some reason. Well, anyway, so the uh, the mayor's office said uh, are categorically false. And appear to be the product of someone who is hostile and unwell. Uh, her employers have disavowed the comments. <laughs> See, I like my ch- I like my chances if I play this tape for everybody. Okay, so bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. So uh, anyway, hold on to that clip, Sean. We'll be using it extensively throughout the show today. Does she look normal? She looks uh, like I described her. She is a gorgeous uh, thirty-year-old TV reporter. That looks normal. That should scare the hell out of everyone. Any male, anyway. Monsters rarely look like monsters. You hope the sort of person that sounds like that looks like that. Oh yeah, but that's not the way life works. No, it's not not a strategy. No. Right. Right. God, I wonder. That's unfortunate. I wonder if can we just focus on the good times and not about you murdering me? (laughs) We had some great times together. You know, including going to synagogue, which apparently you uh, now resent uh, on some level. <laughs> I wonder if he'd seen any of that in their relationship or if this was completely new. Like, oh, my God. Mm, mm, I, I, I doubt it was completely new. I think he probably saw signs. 
So okay, her, so that there's a picture of her. That's what she looks like. She's got a little bit of the crazy eyes. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't have thought she was gonna leave a message like that. Agreed. Yeah. If we if we, if we decided to part ways, not yeah. enough of the crazy eyes that I wouldn't take a chance. Attractive gal. Yeah. Hey, come on now. Let's, oh, there's uh, another picture of her. Yeah, yeah. You'd absolutely if she was interested in you romantically, you'd think I'm, I'm in. You give it a try. So Hunter Biden, speaking of uh, fellows who knows his way around a news anchorette and or a stripper or whatever, <clears throat> his email is coming up in a moment. Uh, but first of all, a quick note from our friends at CarShield is if your car is just about to go off a warranty or already is or you live in fear of a big repair, CarShield is for you, man. They're America's number one auto protection company helping over one million drivers. There's another picture of her. She looks one a little, million. She looks a little crazy in that picture. She's not hinged in that picture. No, she looks like she would attack you with her hands. Yes. Uh, back to CarShield. Yes. Which is just a great idea. Uh, I think the future, well, it's already here. People want products they can sign up for easily and get out of easily, and CarShield is like that. They're really, really good, so you're going to sign up and you're going to be happy with it, but people like no long-term contracts, commitments, that's perfect, CarShield. So the next time the check engine light comes on, you know you're protected, and you can take it anywhere you want. Yep, your favorite dealer, your favorite mechanic, the mechanic says, hey, uh, I got some bad news for you. Meh. It's not really your problem. Uh, go to carshield.com. Use the code Armstrong to save 10%. That's carshield.com. For more info, use the code Armstrong. Now, you've heard that. You, you heard that whole phone call already. You heard the whole thing, obviously. Yes. The the, the anchorette girl? Had you heard it before, Sean? No. Yeah. See, I... That was my first time. I feel like I want to hear it again. Do you, are you in that category, Sean, or do you... I just... I feel like... Oh, I've because... heard it a couple of times. <laughs> And my enjoyment is actually growing. So I think, <laughs> I'm in that category, Jack. <laughs> okay, so let's let's hear this again. Ethan, it's Maria Athens from Fox ABC CW News Net National Alaska. Uh, I just learned through my uh, Emmy Award winning journalism, you're also a pedophile in like little girls and children. Wow. And there's a website. Hot. I'm so f***ing exposing you. I'm going to get an Emmy. So you either turn yourself in, kill yourself, or do what you need to do. I will personally kill you and Mark Kimmel, my self, you Jewish piece of living You have met your match, mother You have met your match. I can't believe I am such a good person and Sounds thought like I loved you. I hate, I don't even hate you. I will pray for your Zionist ass, you piece of loser. And... I'm putting this on the news tonight. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. <laughs> so. <laughs> at least so, she ended on a happy note. Well, right. Exactly. <laughs> she had the courtesy to, you know. In summary. We've had our differences. But, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So we need to get to Hunter Biden's uh, latest uh, batch of emails. How significant are they or aren't they? Uh, I hope you can stay tuned. If you can't stay tuned, this is this is all we have to say to you. Have a great Friday, you mother... Armstrong and Getty. I can't believe I am such a good person and thought I loved you. That's that's the best part, maybe. I mean, really. Well, that's some good self-affirmation. 
I can't believe I'm such a good person, evident by this phone call. I liked how she opened the phone call with her professional credentials. Hi, this is Joan, WCBS News. Emmy Award winning. Uh, you awful Jew blanking blanker. <laughs> I'd like to kill you. If you didn't hear that, we'll do it again next hour because that's too good not to. Yeah, why not? Gosh, everything's so serious these days. Everybody's so mad. Well, she's mad. So Tucker Carlson last night, most watched cable news show. Did Joe Biden subvert American foreign policy to, to enrich his family? Um, certainly that's the question. Did you hear the new revelation that the campaign has admitted, yeah, he may have had an informal meeting with that Burisma exec mentioned in the email? That's one of the interesting things about this whole thing is they are, they are not denying at all that these any of these are real. Mm-hmm. They haven't even hinted that, so they're real. Yeah. And two... They're to the they're to yeah, and we may have met uh, might have been an informal meeting, so it did happen. You yeah. only say that if it hundred percent absolutely happened, mm-hmm. and you're a little worried about it. The fact that at this point that they're not denying the authenticity of this stuff and saying yeah, we might have met with the guy, that's not enough of a news story for anybody to ask it during the town hall last night. That clearly raises rises to the level of you got to ask the candidate about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So your campaign said today that there may have been an informal meeting with the company that your son was working for. Did that meeting have anything to do with blah, blah, blah? You know, right. Uh, right. They didn't ask that last night. I mean, so and, you know, and Facebook and Twitter standing by the fact that they don't forward around the story. The campaign has made it clear that stuff is true. And there was a meeting. Yeah. Or at least there was a chance there was a meeting. It's absolutely a news story now. Yeah. It was to start with, but there's no denying it now. It's, I can't believe that the all of the media except for Fox is still getting away with treating it like it doesn't exist. Anyway, so this text came out. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's out today, for instance, in the New York Post that's just... Hunter's emails, right? We're talking about well, and text, and text, and text. Interesting. Um, yeah, okay. Hunter, you're a loser. Why there are texts on the computer, or did these texts come from a different source? I don't know. They came from Rudy Giuliani. Um, I'm I'm not cool with all these emails that are out about him and his wife's marriage falling apart, or talking to his kids about his brother's death and all this stuff. I, That's I, where the New York Post often loses me. They're not above printing just crap gossip. Yeah, just gossip. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's one today where his his daughter, who's in college, is asking for money because her card got denied at the Uber, and he's giving her a little lecture about being responsible with money. It's just it's just between a dad and a that's daughter. That's none of that, my business. No, yeah. I, and it doesn't show anything bad there. In fact, it looked like good parenting to me. It just mm-hmm. I don't know what the point of me seeing that part of his life is. But here's one of them that came out yesterday, and Tucker himself said there's a lot of personal stuff here that we're not going to get into. We're just going to read the last part of this text. Well done, Tucker. Um, don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Oh, boy. He's talking to his family about money and that sort of stuff, and the marriage is falling apart, and... Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Tucker is uh, intimating that, at least perhaps, he would like clarification. He said, we need more context on this. Because um, his his whole thing is, how did Joe Biden end up so rich when he's been in public service his entire adult life? Speeches, book deals. You can ask that question of many, many politicians. In fact, most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you have, why are you a multimillionaire? 
I got into a for-profit business. You got into one that's not for-profit with not a very good salary, and you have got way more money than I have. How did that happen? How did you end up owning that multi-million dollar home of yours? Part of it was a gift and a forgiven loan, and the rest, that seems odd. Again, that's true for many politicians, most mm-hmm. politicians. But in the case of Joe Biden, who's running for president, what does that text mean, if that's real? Tucker thinks, was the deal, and there are a couple of, there. if you, if you, if you come at it from this angle, you can look at some of those emails with China and Ukraine and read into them that the thing is Hunter has to kick back a certain chunk of the money to his dad, Joe Biden. When, if if when he all, is all pop comes, in this equation. Yeah. Uh, when all this, I don't know that he is. But. Yes. So when they sign a billion dollar deal with China, Hunter gets a big chunk of the money, but he's, you know, he has to kick a bunch up to his dad. There, Come on. there are ways to route money within a family that are uh, uh, less than sterling in terms of the tax code and the rest of it. you could read that text as his marriage has fallen apart and he's really bitter about the way things are going. And uh, he there's a little stuff in there. Again, this is personal stuff about, you know, I hope when you grow up, you do as good a job of providing for your family for 30 years as I did and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe you're maybe. I want to read it right uh, and but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. So is is he bitter that he's broke because, well, he's he spent all his money on hooker hookers and booze, according to his ex wife and blow and blow. But um, uh, he also is claiming there that he had to give half of his money to Joe Biden when he's making his money. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I need to know the facts. I don't feel any need to to rapidly go down uh, a path unless you know each step seems solid. And I don't know who Pop was or exactly what that. It's an odd thing to say. The one thing that I don't think the average person appreciates is, especially now that the federal government has trillions and trillions of dollars running through it. It is way bigger and more powerful than it was ever designed to be. It is an incredibly gigantic insurance company with a military. And man, is there money there. So access is worth potentially billions or even sometimes trillions of dollars. Just getting a meeting. You can't get a meeting with the vice president. I I tell you what, everybody listening to my voice, try. Try as hard as you can for the next two weeks to personally see Mike Pence. Okay, you can't do it, <laughs> you know. And if if uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, um, Tim Cook of Apple is listening right now. Thank you for listening, Tim. I'm sure you can get a meeting. I'm a, I'm I'm wrong, but anyway. So access is incredibly, incredibly valuable. And what's being suggested is Joe Biden granted Hunter's cronies access, whether they were really nasty Ukrainian oligarchs or. Super powerful, connected Chinese mobsters slash communist officials who really wanted to tap into Western currency and Western markets. Hunter would say, yes, I can get you a meeting with my dad. And then dad would go along with it. And you would at least get the ear of the vice president of the United States for a certain amount of time. Which, again, I think most average people think, well, they didn't sign a deal or have a quid pro quo I'm not seeing proof of anything like that no you don't understand access is the goal 
By the way, I didn't know this, but Twitter reversed course yesterday afternoon making this statement. It will no longer remove hacked content unless it's directly shared by hackers or those acting in concert with them, opting to label tweets to provide context instead of blocking. There's no hacking here. Blocking links from being shared or Twitter. Well, there might be because Rudy Giuliani was asked about it last night by the Wall Street Journal. And he said, could it be hacked? I don't know. I don't think so. If it was hacked, it was real. If it was hacked, I didn't hack it. I have every right to use it. So so just to just to lay it out for people, Hunter Biden failed to collect his laptop from the repairman. And after 90 days, the formula sign says they own it. You can't come sue him for it three years later. Um, so the computer repairman owns this laptop. And what we're talking about now is while he had it, it was hacked? I'm not clear where the texts came from that I was just referring to. I'm not sure those were the laptop or if that is a different source that Rudy has. I know we get email texts sometimes, but I don't know that either. That seems odd to me, but I'm sure there's an answer. Oh, thanks to the various uh, IT pros who've weighed in uh, helping us understand the ins and outs of all this. Um, several well, actually, people have written in. The text line I use is on this uh, iPad right here, which is a computer. There you go. Um, there so you I don't go. Know. Yeah. I don't know any of that. I, I have a feeling this story might be over and as, as bad as it's going to get because I can't believe you would hold back anything juicy at this point. The idea that the media would hold back on, for instance, a uh, 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 political a presidential candidate in the 1970s who is openly doing secret business with the soviets it would be unthinkable unthinkable that just tells you where our media is these days yeah you because they could like the new york times or somebody if they dug into it they pull their own thread off of the same story well if you have to go folks and can't get the next hour bye have a great friday you mother armstrong and getty